friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And Penny, once again, you and I were kind of on a, a similar brain wave mm. this week um, when we are both in the headspace of 90s spooky media <laughs> late late aughts or late 90s early aughts um so i just got back from preserve halloween fest yes. which was super freaking awesome by the way um and i had the pleasure of meeting a bunch of really cool folks and specifically one of the interactions that i really most treasured was getting to talk to rachel true who oh plays rochelle in the craft um and it was really really amazing to meet her and it got me wanting to talk uh, some more about the craft and actually many many moons ago my my best friend rain had come to me because i had been i had been kind of scratching my brain for podcast topics and i wasn't coming up with anything she was like you should do an episode uh, about the craft and how they had like actual witches on set to um advise on that Mm. film and i actually didn't know that when she brought that information to me so this has been like in the back of my brain for a while and then after talking to rachel i was like okay we have to talk about the craft it's time (laughs) ma'am i seriously was like just put the craft on my list of like did you really (laughs) coming up episodes because i i was talking to my best friend who just watched the craft for the first time. Oh and, my God. Oh, to be um, that person. <laughs> and she, she and I had similar thoughts about it. So I'm interested to hear. hear oh, your thoughts. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Miss, Miss skeptic Fang. Uh, <laughs> um, so of course, if you've not seen the craft, we are going to talk quite a bit about it here. Uh, honestly, not the, the way we're going to talk about it, not a ton of plot spoilers. So I think you can still enjoy this and, uh, go into the film pretty blind but um you know there will be things here and there um just to give that that warning for everybody um we also are going to dig into a a few sensitive issues um specifically regarding rachel's you know history with hollywood and things so just to prepare everybody for that we will be delving into some uh different things about eating disorder and racism so uh that's that's your 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 trigger warning (laughs) um so i want to start by talking about the craft in case you don't know what it is where have you been penny's best friend uh where have you been been? uh the craft is a wonderful film that came out in 1996 directed by andrew fleming and the plot is generally about four teenage girls who are kind of outcasts at this catholic high school who end up kind of finding themselves and finding their power through each other and through the practice of witchcraft. And it stars Rachel True, as we just mentioned, uh, Feruza Balk, Niv Campbell, and Robin Tooney. So uh, a bit about the the casting of the film first. So we, uh, obviously we have Nev Campbell. <laughs> um, and this was during a time where she was a big name because 96 is also the year that Scream was released. So Nev is big and booming at this at this time. And actually, funnily enough, we also have Skeet Ulrich in this movie as well. (laughs) (laughs) So a little little Scream reunion. Um, Nev plays Bonnie in this film. And she actually originally I there's been a lot of speculation about this, but it was believed that she was supposed to be playing the main role of Sarah. Mm -hmm. Um, There were several 
press releases early on before the film like hit production stage that mention a like teen witchcraft movie where Nev Campbell plays a new girl at school, which is of course Robin Tooney's role, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she ends up playing Bonnie, uh, which she's great in. It's it's cool to see Nev doing something a little bit different than typical Nev. Uh, we also have Feruza Balk, which uh, she plays Nancy in this movie, and this is, in my opinion, one of the greatest performances by an actress of all time. So iconic. I think that Feruza Balk should be given no less than 700 Oscars. Uh, <laughs> so good. She is absolutely unhinged in this movie. It's incredible to watch. Uh, and Feruza actually had a bit of a background with paganism and Wicca which made her even more favorable for the role of Nancy. And she was able to put in uh, quite a bit of input and things to make the film feel as authentic as possible. She also, I found out uh, in researching for this episode, bought an occult shop during the time that this movie was being made. She was all in. Yeah. So she owned, uh, owned a metaphysical shop. That's pretty cool. But then I also saw like a later interview with her where she was like squashing rumors about her being a witch. And I was like, Queen, no one's buying it. Look at you. <laughs> she also has like Wiccan tattoos and things. I'm like, girl, we yeah. know. It's okay. It's we cool. know. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we, I mentioned we have Robin Tooney as Sarah. And then, of course, Rachel True. Um, so Rachel was not originally going to be cast in this movie because they did not want a black actress for the role. It was not written for a black actress. Um, and it was really, so I, I, obviously I went to a panel, um, to hear her speak about her time on this film at the festival. And Mm -hmm. it was really crazy to hear her talk about this, honestly. Um, basically, so she first of all said she had taken some time kind of to herself, um, between jobs and she was really focusing at the time on her spirituality and tarot practice actually like she's a a huge tarot girly which i love um and then this script landed in her lap and she was like i know this is meant for me i know i meant to do it like i've been focusing on these kind of spiritual practices and it just feels aligned with where i'm at in my life at this moment so she wanted her agent to submit her for the role and they were like nope sorry like they're not looking for a black girl this isn't for you um and Rachel, the queen that she is, went out, hired a new manager that her friend was using. She's like, I know this manager will fight for me to get me in the room. And they did. And of course, she ends up getting booked as Rochelle, which thank goodness, I cannot Hell imagine yeah. this movie without Rachel in it. Um, and I know, I mean, obviously, we are both white women. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, like, for so many young women of color and people of color, like, this was the first representation they remember seeing as like you know seeing themselves in a movie um so first of all massively important very very cool but uh she talked a lot about even though that she you know booked this role and it was great um there was quite a bit of like bs that followed her casting um i guess that all the, all the girls obviously in the film are, are dealing with something in their lives mm-hmm. like everybody kind of has a plight uh nancy's home life is like atrocious and nev campbell's character bonnie has like uh li- literal physical scars all over her body that she's trying to remedy so originally the character rochelle was supposed to be dealing with an eating disorder and have bulimia 
And then once they cast Rachel, the writers rewrote her as have like her quote problem being dealing with racism. Now, obviously, that's like super valid. And I would say, I can't speak for them, but I would say most, if not all POC, deal with racism at some point in their lives. So it's a very like valid issue. However, um, Rachel spoke in her panel to the fact that like basically this made Rochelle's problem being black while yeah. all the other people had problems that were like, you know, external to themselves while like her problem was who she was. Um, and she like talked about basically just that that always struck her as odd that her problem was like being a black woman. Yeah, especially because I mean, I know that we have like talked about this from like a queer perspective and stuff too. And yes. just like people have other problems yeah like black women are allowed to, to their be, identity yeah. like you you certainly have like you know identity related problems and those are very valid but like it doesn't always have to be about that and it's, it's right. kind of minimizing to be exactly. like well if you're black then racism is the problem that the you only have. problem you must ever experience right um and she did reflect on it it was also just very cool to hear her speak about it because like she's not what She's not angry and she has every right to be angry yeah. if that were the emotion she were experiencing. But she's like speaking about it from a place of just very matter of fact, like this is how this happened to me. And I want to speak about it because I don't want to see it happen to anybody else. Um, but she speaks about it also in a very like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> she had a lot of understanding for the people who did these things to her. And I like more, I, I couldn't be me, but I, <laughs> she just, she's, she's has a radiant energy about her really, yeah. really cool human being. Um, but she talked a lot about, she's like, you know, in the moment I wished that they would have let me go through with Rochelle being bulimic and like, let me have a, a, a teenage girl problem that isn't dealing with this horrible <laughs> issue of people being racist towards me. Um, but she said now she's really glad because like that's they also like it was an opportunity to talk about it yeah and she got to be a say in how they talked about it and she's like it really isn't it wasn't being addressed a lot at that time um and now that storyline so many young people saw that and related to rochelle and so she's like i'm glad now that you know that the representation is there but it, it does suck also at the same like it's it, it can be both mm -hmm. yeah for sure uh she also mentioned i didn't and of course like i don't you know i didn't even think about this but rochelle's also the only character whose parents we never see in the film huh. and rachel mentioned that like they had filmed an entire scene with rochelle's parents and it never made it into the movie mm. Um, and she like she cracked the joke about it she was like well because black people didn't have parents in the 90s right it's <laughs> like oh my god wow uh, yeah. yeah like and it's sad though because like i didn't question it i was like oh yeah. yeah you know um but again just really really wonderful to get to hear her point of view and hear her speak about it um and again it just has so many like has such a right to be angry about things like she told us that she was the only one of the four girls that was not invited on any of the press junkets Ugh. like this was 1996 you, you and i were both alive this is yeah. in our lifetime that's wild that's crazy that is not that long ago uh but yeah i mean just 
again, hearing her speak with such compassion for the whole situation and, and making sure that it doesn't happen to other people like her was, was very cool. Um, but anyway, moving from that subject matter, um, she mentioned several times also that she and Feruza are still really close friends, which I think is awesome. And like, yeah, of course, great. of course they are. Like they seem, <laughs> they're the two in that cast that I'm like, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and they're both like definitely very witchy women. Um, Rachel actually, she was so funny. So I went to her panel, but then I went and like spoke with her at her booth later. And this con was so interesting because it's only the second year of Preserve Halloween Fest. And so like, while there were a lot of people, there weren't for like the size of the convention, mm-hmm. like for the type of guests they had there, it, it was very small. Yeah, and- I, w- I was surprised to see what kind of guests that they had there yeah and i mean you could literally just like walk up to rachel true and just like sit and talk to her for 15 minutes like you know you could never do that at like midsummer screen no um and so her and i just like chatted and she was so nice um but she is definitely like a a highly intuitive person she like she's like so what's your sign and or she like well she mentioned that she could tell i was an empath and she's like what's your sign i was like i'm a virgo she was like, right, but where's the water in your chart? <laughs> I was like, I'm a Pisces rising. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> um, just like very intuitive, very witchy. She also has uh, her own tarot deck called the True Heart Tarot. Um, I think everybody should check it out. It's really beautiful. And it has like um, essays in it as well. It's really a, a cool thing. Uh, but so, like I mentioned, both her and Feruza had kind of a little bit of a background in witchcraft and Wicca and paganism before the film. And as we mentioned at the top of the episode, something I think is very cool is that they hired a Wiccan consultant for the film. Um, so they hired Pat Devon as a consultant. And Devon was the uh, a member of the largest and oldest Wiccan religious organization in the United States, which is the Covenant of the Goddess. And at the time that the movie was being fil- filmed, she was the first officer of the group's Southern California Council. So she played a really big role in production process and at times like was working directly with the actresses as well to kind of solidify their understanding of things. Um, Rachel actually, again, mentioned in her panel that she and Feruza went to a Beltane festival with Pat um, to get a better understanding of the mm, the subject yeah. matter and everything. I thought that was really, it sounded a lot like she and Feruza were very invested in learning more and then Robin and Nev were like less interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought that was very cool. So uh, Devin played like a huge role in the production. And this is a, a quote from her. A lot of my suggestions were acted upon and virtually all of my suggestions were given careful consideration, even if they didn't end up in the final version of the film. So I just thought that was really uh, a cool thing because it's not like, it's not a a documentary. Like it's not a, you know, it's very campy and it's very, um, I mean, it is kind of, I think it's technically classified as a horror film, which I don't know if I would call it that myself, but um for them to take the consideration even especially at the time is very cool so i i 
I just think that's neat. Yeah, uh, it it is kind of. I mean, I I think that that is a good thing, but it is kind of funny to contrast with like some of the other experience where it's like, well, we got a a Wiccan consultant. Maybe we could have used like a, uh, you know. Well, other right. diversity consultants maybe, on this maybe, film. <laughs> maybe we could have invited our black actress on the yeah. press junket. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely some hits and some misses. Some misses but yes, that <laughs> was a, that was a good choice for them. But that, yeah, that was a cool choice at least. Um, and in kind of the same vein, that there were also some strange happenings that occurred on the set um, that people. Some people attributed to the use of witchcraft on the on the set. Other people think, you know, no. Uh, <laughs> um, but again, Rachel talked a bit about this uh, specifically during the ritual scene on the beach where the girls are trying to invoke Menon. Um, apparently, it took them several days of having to like return to this beach site to film again and again because every time they did it, they would start the incantation in the circle. And uh, specifically, like, when Feruza gives her little, like, thing, she sticks the dagger in the air, the weather would, like, change and the sea would come up. Like, it would, like, swell really suddenly and come wash away the set and, like, blow out all the candles and everything. Um, and Pat Devin, the consultant, said she believed that it may have been because even though Manon is a made-up deity for the movie, mm-hmm. the name closely resembles... I'm gonna say this wrong Manahan which is uh like a god of the sea in the Celtic religion um and she thought that maybe it had something to do with that um bringing up the 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 waves and stuff Mm, spooky yeah uh Rachel also mentioned that a white owl followed them from filming location to filming location they kept seeing this white owl and uh white owls in a lot of indigenous religions as well as a lot of pagan religions are seen as a symbol of blessing and protection. So that was where uh, that was cool. She also talked, I, I wish I had filmed more of her panel because I'm trying to now recall her words and I don't want to misrepresent her stories, but she talked also about the shoplifting scene in the, in the metaphysical shop. I believe she said that was someone's apartment that they were filming in and that they had that big stack of like all the grim grimoire and the mm-hmm. um, journals and stuff on that table in the middle and that some of those were props, but then like the owner of the apartment had also put one of their personal ones on there. And that when Rochelle is like s- kind of sifting through those, um, there was no there was no direction for her character at that point because it was focused on the other girls but she was sifting through them and the journal that she happened to pick up and start going through was the one of the owner (laughs) um and just that the person was like that's so crazy that you like picked mine up and mostly just rachel was using this to talk about you know the presence of energy she was like something drew me to that and it definitely had like someone's energy on it and i felt it um so again, she's very witchy. We love Rachel True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds super interesting. I bet that would have been would have been a cool panel to attend. Yeah. Uh, so I want to before I kind of wrap up some thoughts here. Uh, you said you have you have thoughts about this movie. I would okay. love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> 
See, and so, okay, so Midge promised no spoiler, so I won't say anything, like, super specific. My my issues are with the narrative of the film, not any of the, the oh, witchy okay, representation. Sure. I just, I, so I, I, I didn't see the craft until, like, a little bit later in life, and, like, mm-hmm. with all of the hype, I was, I was just, I really hate the ending of it. I love the start of it, and it's... Like, I'm like, yes, this movie's awesome. I'm loving it. And then it just takes such, like, a 90s, moralistic turn. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I I can see that. And I, I definitely agree that there's a bit of that. I do... Once again, as usual, though, you've led me into a great... Uh, oh, good. <laughs> a great point, kind of, a, a, as my wrap-up point here. Because... um, And we, we talked about this in another... Maybe it was the... When we're, the slumber party where we talked about light as a feather stiff as a board mm-hmm. um kind of why these you know witch films and movies and things of the late 90s and early aughts were so such a big deal and why they remain so cult classic-y <laughs> um and i really like this movie because even though it is a cult classic and it's campy and it's you know it definitely has some issues um I think it's also a, a really interesting commentary on like power where women are concerned. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually, I want to read this quote that I found because I thought it was a really good one. This is um, from a Vulture article written by Angelica Jade Bastian. And she said, witchcraft is more than mere teenage rebellion for these young girls. It's a means to attain what at first glance appears unattainable, power, control, autonomy, and the ability to live beyond various oppressive forces that govern their lives. For many girls, witches are our first brush with the depiction of feminism and the price women pay for searching for control over their own lives. And I feel like that articulates something I haven't been able to put into words when dealing with like witch media. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even though this movie does take a weird turn, I think it does offer like the the commentary about the kind of like fear of the wild woman and what happens when a woman gets too much power. Um, I don't know. I I I love Nancy's arc in this, even though it's kind of cressy. <laughs> yes, and I. I, I won't, uh, may, you and I can discuss off mic any yeah. specifics, but yeah, I just, I think that there are other ways that even like the specific storyline would have sure. been handled in a way that I felt was more um, satisfying just because I really did like love how much of like female friendship and like female power yes. was part of the movie. And so I, I wish it had resolved in a different way, but I mean, there's a reason that like Nancy is the one that like we still see like a lot of cosplays of you still hear her on tiktok sounds like definitely definitely an iconic turn and i don't i don't hate that storyline but i think i would have resolved in a different way if i wrote the craft i i can agree with that i also uh just tidbit fun fact nugget um this is not really a not really a spoiler, but there are snakes in the movie. <laughs> all the snake scene, all those snakes are real. Ooh, all cool. the like bugs and snakes and everything are real. 
Yeah, chicken bugs. So I... when you watch this, if you haven't watched that, keep that nugget in your brain that every insect and bug on this set is a real insect and snake and then report back to how upset you are by that information later. <laughs> um but yeah, that is a that's my little my little blurb about the craft. Uh again, I don't I don't know if she'll ever hear this, but Rachel True, if you're some by some chance listening to this, thank you for your time and thank you for uh everything you did in this film and the the path you paved. And this is a great great film. I hope that if you have watched it that you learned something new and that if you haven't you're intrigued and you go check it out and let us know what you think uh and if you'd like to let us know what you think about this podcast we would love it if you would consider leaving us a review wherever your podcasts are sold uh and luckily i think we have some uh a review to share today don't we penny we sure do uh, today's five-star review comes from All Spice Vice, um, entitled "My Weekly Serotonin Boost" with a, <laughs> a black heart emoji. Um, they write, "I truly look forward to Midge and Penny's new episodes every Tuesday. I can't get enough, and sometimes I just re-listen to episodes when I need some extra spooky giddiness in my life. I love this show so much, and I hope it continues to flourish." Ten stars. <laughs> Five for each of us. Yes. Yay. Thank you for ten stars. <laughs> now we don't have to fight over them. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Uh, well, that is all for today. If you would like to engage with us over on the Instagrams, you can find us over there at Ghoul's Night in Pod. We share some images relevant to each episode, and we love to mm. chat with y'all in the comments about your thoughts about these topics. Uh, if you're looking for me specifically, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And I will just give a quick shout out since I did get a question when I wore my ghoul shirt <laughs> this oh, week. Yes. Um, if you would like a ghoul's night in t-shirt or tote bag or mug or sticker, you can get those. Um, those are on Midge's website, midgemonster.com slash shop. Um, it is also linked in our show notes or in the merch highlight on our Instagram. And we appreciate that. And do tag us when you wear it because we love yes. to see it. I actually saw we. I'm assuming it's probably because you wore it yesterday. We got an order this morning. Hey. I was like, hell yeah. Hell <laughs> wear, yeah. wear those ghoul shirts. <laughs> do it. <laughs> That is all for today. So until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.